Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Thursday, August 6th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Thursday marked the deadline for NFL players to opt out of this season, and by late morning, the Chiefs had a third player choose that path. Luke Sniang, an offensive lineman from TCU, who was the Chiefs' third-round pick in April, won't be part of this season. We don't yet have a statement from Niang or the Chiefs for the reason, and I'm sure that'll happen soon, but Niang follows guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif and running back Damian Williams in opting out this season. Duvernay-Tardif and Williams were starters. Niang played tackle at TCU, but was working at guard to become a candidate to take Duvernay-Tardif's spot. The Chiefs have options at guard. They signed pro bowler Kalichi Semele and Mike Remmers, and also have in the fold Andrew Wiley, Ryan Hunter, and Nick Allegretti. On today's show, we're going to hear from one of those candidates. In fact, the person I believe will end up being a starting guard, Kalichi Semele. He met the media earlier this week. Also, you'll hear from defensive end Frank Clark. This is the first time we've had a chance to talk to the always interesting Clark since the Super Bowl. He had plenty to say about how the Chiefs are preparing for the 2020 season. But first, here's Kalichi Semele, the likely starter who's been a pro bowler, an all-pro, and owns a Super Bowl ring, which he won with the Baltimore Ravens as a rookie in 2012. And folks in our part of the country will remember he attended Iowa State. So let's get started with Assembly, and then after a break, you'll hear from Frank Clark. Hey, Kalichi, welcome to Kansas City, man. Good Hey, a, a two-part question here for you. You obviously played for uh, Coach Andy Reid, and, and you had experience with them at the, the Pro Bowl in 2017. Uh, what stood out to you the most working out with them? And then the second part to that is how much of that contributed to your decision to play here in Kansas City? Um, yeah, what stood out to me the most is they were uh, – they were so relaxed. Like, they were just so, like, loose. They were just out there having fun, like, uh, cracking jokes and stuff like that in the huddle. Uh, so I liked how loose they were. Um, and then they would just go out and make plays. So that was, like, dope to see. Like, I, I kind of came from places where everybody was just really, you know, serious all the time. So that was, like, real cool. Um, and that kind of tied into it. Uh, my decision coming here, um, Coach Reed, uh, just with his ability to drop like these crazy plays, um, seeing that firsthand, uh, that, that was that was dope. So yeah, that was that was a big part of uh, what what uh, brought me here. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. You know, you've had the opportunity to uh, play behind, or not play behind, but you know, play on the other side of the field of Patrick Mahomes. Now you get the opportunity to play with him. What have you seen so far from Patrick, and, and what's it going to be like to play with the uh, the uh, the MVP? Uh, it's been crazy, man. It's uh, been crazy seeing him at practice, like, just casually throwing the ball 70 yards, just, like, flicking it. Uh, that's been crazy to see. He's got a lot of talent. Um, and his speed as well, um, you know, just, like, on option plays and stuff like that. Uh, also, his intelligence uh, and all the different uh, cadences that he that he rattles through and, and checking the audibles and stuff like that. For a guy that young to have command like that, his confidence is pretty impressive for how young he is. Um, that's that's been pretty cool to see firsthand up close. Let's go to Lynn Jennings. Go ahead, Lynn. Uh, Kaliche, uh, thanks for uh, joining us. I just uh, more on Mahomes. He has a knack to improvise. 
uh, back there. Uh, does that, and being a veteran like yourself, does that kind of change or force you to kind of change your style or your game that maybe something you're not used to, or have you had some experience with guys who are mobile and, and like to improvise like that? Um, I've had a little bit of experience with guys that are that are mobile. Uh, when I was in Baltimore um, with my, my backup uh, quarterback, uh, I had a pretty athletic guy back there. Um, and I had a little bit of experience with uh, Sam. He's faster than people think. Uh, he'd scramble around a little bit as well. And obviously Derek is a guy that's pretty athletic and likes to move around and likes to get outside of the pocket and, and make plays. So um, I, I've had a few quarterbacks that, that scramble around and do that. Um, it makes it fun because you get to react. You know, you're blocking your guy. You kind of see his eyes light up and him drop back. So you get to, like, be the aggressor, um, which I kind of like to do in pass pro. Um, so it actually makes it a little bit uh, more fun and exciting. You know, you're not just, like, sitting back and, you know, setting or whatever and just sitting there. Um, anything can happen at any moment. And to me, like, that makes it, uh, again, more fun and makes it more exciting. So uh, it's going to be fun to be back there with a the playmaker like that. Um, knowing that the play can get extended and we can end up running outside of the pocket and I can pick up like an extra blocker or get somebody, hit somebody trying to jump with his hands in the air or something like that. So um, I'm excited about it. Let's go to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Hey, I just want to know uh, where you were, what you were doing, and um, and what was your reaction when you found out it was the Chiefs? Um, so this offseason, I was training in San Diego, uh, with a guy that was primarily like jujitsu and mixed martial arts and stuff like that, uh, working on core and leverage and stuff, building that type of strength, and then came back up to San Francisco to put on new, uh, put some weight back on. I got down to like two ninety and then built back up to three ten. Started like the heavy squats and stuff like that, uh, conditioning, running on the beach. Um, I was actually at the park with my girlfriend and got the call. Uh, it was somebody's birthday party. Um, so I kind of like had to walk somewhere and get somewhere quiet. Um, and I was pretty excited. I was fired up. I mean, obviously like the first thing I thought of, uh, was playing with moms and then I actually, uh, accidentally leaked his phone number, uh, because I, uh, I, like I, you know, I had like uh, the Instagram or whatever. I did a video and it had his number out there and I had to like take it down real quick, but I was so excited. I didn't even think about it. Um, yeah, like I was pretty hyped. My agent called me, um, you know, and, you know, instantly the first thing I thought about was this is a really good team. Um, we got a chance to win a championship. Um, you know, I haven't won one and I think it's been eight seasons uh, since my rookie year. Uh, so I thought immediately, like, this would be a beautiful way to, you know, kind of uh, cap off uh, a long NFL career. So um, those are all the thoughts that were going through my head. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, thanks for taking some time. So uh, your signing came very shortly after uh, Laurent Dubonnet-Tardif, the right guard, opted out. I know that you have a ton of experience at left guard. Um, have the Chiefs talked to you at all about maybe the position along the line that, that you will play? Do you have a preference? Do you feel comfortable if they wanted you to go to right guard? You could do it. I was just curious where you stand on that. Yeah, I'm pretty open. Um, when I came into this game, I was a tackle. I never played guard in my life, so... Um, yeah, I'm pretty open. They've kind of just said I'm going to be in the rotation. More than the playbook right now, obviously. Um, there's a lot of wrinkles to learn, but in any way, uh, shape, or form, I'm able to help. Um, I'm excited to just do my part, you know, and help a, a franchise that knows how to win continue to do so. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Gleechee, it's nice to meet you. Um, 
and getting with an offensive line that's pretty veteran savvy, particularly on the tackles with Eric and, and Mitchell, just um, from watching the Chiefs and kind of getting an idea of what the playbook is, how much of they, uh, how much can you build chemistry right now before you do sort of more on the field practice work? And then what about the Chiefs when you looked at their offensive line last year? Do you feel like you can translate your skills to in terms of helping them uh, become and stay a top offense? Um, so I would say in terms of building chemistry, um, we're here, you know, 7, 8 a.m. till, you know, 6 p.m. And so we're around each other all the time, cracking jokes, sharing music, just hanging out, lifting weights and stuff like that. So that's kind of how we're building our chemistry right now. Um, in terms of what I've seen with those guys, uh, technically sound, like one, like two of the most technically sound tackles I've seen play the game. And I've been around the game for a while, and I'd say, like, they're they're really high up there in terms of their technique. They're very consistent. Um, that's something that I definitely need to work on to get on that type of level. So that's something that I need to, you know, I can learn from them. But I think what I bring to it is the physicality, you know, the finish, the aggression. Um, that's definitely what I bring to the table. So hopefully I can learn from them and they can, they can learn from me um, in terms of that type of intensity, especially on Sundays. All right, looks like we got a couple more guys. Let's go Matt, Derek, and then we'll finish with Danny. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, welcome to Kansas City. Um, curious, how are you feeling, you know, particularly with the shoulder from last year? And, you know, is, is coming to Kansas City and this group uh, kind of a breath of fresh air after your experience with New York last year? Um, yeah, uh, I'm feeling pretty great. Um, I think, like, we had bench the other day. I put up 375 for five on my last set, so I'm feeling strong, feeling my own self. In terms of coming back here, yeah, it's definitely a, a breath of fresh air to be back here. Um, I played my college career out here at Iowa State a couple hours away, so it's good to be around the nice people of the Midwest again, so that's been pretty cool, and getting to link up with all my college friends and stuff like that. Um, that's been pretty cool. Um, in terms of uh, the whole Jets situation, I'm just kind of glad that I can put my, that behind me right now and just to focus on being here and being part of an organization like this. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to moving on and uh, to that next chapter of my career and uh, winning some football games. Okay, let's go to Danny to close this out. Go ahead, Danny. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Welcome to Kansas City. Um, okay, so we've talked to Andy a lot about how this offseason – and how weird it is, is really the toughest on linemen. So when it comes to like timing and footwork to kind of build on Nate's question, how do you overcome that? And especially without a preseason, how do you get all the timing and chemistry together on the offensive line? So the way we've been doing it is with uh, individual drills. Obviously we have uh, the other linemen line up against us and, um, you know, we work on timing, we work on punching, um, on pass sets and stuff like that and on combos. So we just do that with bags. Um, obviously, that's different than doing that against a live person that's going to move out of the way. But right now, that's how we're doing it. And we have a pretty veteran group, so everybody pretty pretty much generally knows like how to slide, how to set, how to punch. So um, it's been pretty good so far. And these guys have all been together uh, <laughs> for a while now. So it's really like, you know, when I'm in there, I just kind of like get, get the energy from them. I kind of see how they set and what their technique is. And then I just kind of match that. So that's how it's been working so far. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site 
and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Doing well. How you doing, man? Good, thanks. Hey, just wanted to see what your offseason was like and also what's on the table for you to prove this season. Oh, man, I had a wonderful offseason. Um, you know, kind of untraditional with everything that's been going on you know, with the covering and stuff like that. But, um, you know, just try to stay focused, as focused as possible. Um, you know, and they closed a lot of gyms and stuff where I was at, where I trained out in Los Angeles. But, you know, was able to do a lot of um, good things still and, you know, focus on training, just a lot more time to spend with my family and, you know, with people who I hadn't necessarily, you know, had time to catch up with over the years. Um, you know, a lot more time to handle some business and stuff like that. You know, we had played a lot of football, you know, winning the Super Bowl, so a lot of the you know, that at the time to focus on some of the stuff off the field. So, um, you know, that was the dopest part about the offseason. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Frank, I just want to kind of know, as, as you're one of the team leaders out there, what, what's the, like, the ability for you guys to hold everybody accountable for doing the right things away from the facility, seeing what, you know, the Hunt family and everybody invested in to you guys to have the facility up and running the way it is for the COVID stuff? Oh, man, you know, shouts out to them because – I mean, we walk around, you guys haven't really been able to see, but um, we walk around and they've done a magnificent job, you know, from the top to the bottom, you know, and just every day, you know, providing us with a safe and, um, you know, a safe and energetic, you know, um, learning community, basically, you know, for us to come in and be able to, you know, sit in class and sit in, um, you know, go on the field and be able to produce and practice in the safe, you know, and, uh, you know, community. And I feel like that's been most important. You know, there's been so many questions about, you know, the safety of our players, safety of the coaches, you know, us having to go home and stuff. And I, I just, you know, feel like, you know, everybody over here in our building, they just done an excellent job and, you know, providing us with a, you know, like I said, a safe community for us to work in. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, what's up, Frank? Um, good. Um, I wonder if you could backtrack a little bit to 12 months ago. You know, you had come in, you hadn't played for the Chiefs yet, you had signed a big contract. Um, so I'm wondering about the mental aspect that maybe it's different this year, if maybe it's a little bit more relaxed and then also physically, I mean, it was around this time or maybe a couple of weeks later that you started dealing with that pinched nerve. So, um, just if you could compare the, the, the mental and physical aspects of what you're feeling right now compared to this time last year. Um, man, I feel excellent. Um, you know, of course you, you're going to go through stuff being a football player. You can always feel little nicks and stuff like that, but. You know, I'm not feeling that pinched nerve, and I feel like that's the most important thing right now for me. You know, I had a slow start last year. You know, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm always played though. I don't give excuses. I really don't care about excuses and stuff like that. But I had a slow start, and I had some things hold me back. And um, you know, I was so adamant about getting back. If you was around me at all last year, if you spent some time in that locker room as, um, you know, one of the media guys, um, you know how adamant I was about just getting back and how much I wanted to heal up as fast as I could. And, you know, try to do some things faster than what God, you know, had a plan for us. So, but, you know, things came around when it when it did, you know, and it, you know, I'll stay focused on treatment. You know, shout out to, you know, our treatment room. They do an excellent job with, you know, like I said, getting us back out on that field. And, um, but, you know, the other part is your part. You got to be at treatment. You got to focus. You got to 
you know, take it all in, understand what they're trying to do to get you back. And um, that's all I did. I bought into what they were telling me. You know, you got to trust your, your trainers at some point and understand they want the best for you. And I did that. And I was able to get back out there and help my team win the Super Bowl. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Frank. Good to see you. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, for the guys that are returning on defense, obviously I know you're happy with, with Chris being with you and obviously having a relationship with Tyron and those guys. Um, now that you all are together, what have the conversations been like on what you all want to accomplish in the second part of this, you know, sort of defensive run? And then adding a new guy like Taco in, just how eager are you to see what he does in this defense and how much have you tried to sort of get him accustomed to obviously, you know, unusual circumstances in the building, but getting more, you know, used to the guys, the new guys around him. Yeah. Um, honestly, Taco is a fun, energetic type of guy to be around. But um, going off what you at first asked, you know, it's just with me and Tyron and, you know, some of the other guys, you got hits, you got, you know, it's a host of guys, you know, who are um, leaders on that defensive side. But, you know, me and Tyron, the main thing is, man, just staying in tune with each other. You know, I feel like that's the biggest thing that happens when guys have success. Guys go in the Super Bowl, you know, um, got Kareem McDonald's. You got this guy wanting to go off and do this. You got different guys coming to work with different mindsets. They're not focused on the one goal, and that's to win the championship. And um, I feel like that's where our strength is, you know, and we haven't wavered from that. It's having that short memory. Um, yeah, we won the Super Bowl last year, but that was last year. You know, some guys get, you know, cocky. They, they love that feeling. They love the emotions of winning it and, and carry that on the next year. And they don't really do shit for them, you know, on the field. For, um, you know, for this year, you know, um, honestly, us being champions last year, nobody cares about that. I know our coach don't care about that. You know, that's all fun. You know, that's nice. You know, it's pretty nice. It's cute and all. But, you know, we got um, stuff to do this year and a um, whole new set of goals. Um, we got to win the AFC championship, and that's where it starts. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Frank, kind of a similar question, actually, but you guys were the best NFL, best defense in the NFL from week 11, basically through the end of the year. With guys like you and Tyron and the leaders you have on this team, what gives you confidence you guys can be the best defense in the NFL to start this season? And just our, our ability to um, work and practice, I feel, I feel like that's where we beat every team. Um, can't give them too much, but, uh, I mean, you guys know we out there flying around, having fun, um, and challenging each other. I feel like it's a lot of competition. You know, when you got guys that's um, coming in to work day in, day out, whether it's pushing you to be the best at your position or be the best on defense or be the best you can be offensively or be the best teammates you can be for the guys who's not playing necessarily. You know, those guys' roles are just as important as, you know, the guys out there running around on the field. You know, I couldn't run around on the field, you know, and do what I do if I didn't have my boys on the sideline or those guys who I'm in practice working hard with every day. If I didn't have those guys pushing me to be better than what I am. Let's go to James Palmer. Go ahead, James. Hey, Frank, hope you're doing well, man. Uh, kind of two parts to this. When you guys go over what you want to do schematically, how much do you look at different pressures you guys are working on now that you probably in year one couldn't even probably maybe get to? Is it expanding in that sense of what you guys can do to bring pressure to the quarterback? And then also with Chris coming back and you and him, how does – his play impacts what you see from a tackle and how do you impact kind of what Chris does when you guys go over film? Um, <laughs> man, that's a good question. But it's kind of simple. I mean, it's an easy answer. It's a great question, but an easy answer. When you, when I, when you start asking questions about me and Chris, I get kind of, I get, um, I 
get I could get a nice smile come over my face, I guess, because that's my dog. You know, I'm so happy he got paid and stuff. He was able to come back, you know, with all those type of things. But just so happy, man. And, um, you know, with Chris, you know, he's a smart player. You know, he's so fun to be around, you know, off the field and even on the field. But he's such a smart player. And he seems like he just gets better and better. You know, I remember watching film on Chris when, you know, I was a younger player, probably, what, three or whatever. And he was he just a year behind me, really. And um, watching him, and I'm like, wow, who's this young guy? You know what I mean? You're a beast. And, uh, you know, finally getting the chance to get out here, get um, acclimated with the system and to be able to play with him. You know, um, last year was just – it was great. And now, you know, us, we talk all the time. And um, we look at each other and we understand, you know, what's asked of us. We understand the type of pressure that – that's put on players like us. But, um, you know, we embrace it too. You know, it's all fun. It's fun. Like I tell him, you know, have fun with it. You know, don't let it stress you out too much. And uh, he tell me the same. Like, we're going to be the best, you know, um, two defensive linemen ever to play the game together. And that's one of the things we always talk about. You know, we got, you know, a few years to do something great. You know, just the reality of the game. You know, you got a few years in that window to, to do something great and be the greatest you can be at doing it. And uh, why not do it? And um, to piggyback on your other answer, just about the um, the defense. You know, we just constantly just stand fresh, man. You, you buy in the pressures and stuff. Pressure is nice. You know, I love four-man pass rushes, though. You know, I tell my linebackers they can drop back there and get off the way. They be in the way sometimes. Let's go to Danny Wilmiak. Go ahead, Danny. Hi, Frank. How you doing, man? Good on, Danny. <laughs> Good. So – Andy Reid talks a lot about how the preseason is vital for the offense to get timing down before you go into the regular season. But how much does not having preseason games impact defense? And how do you guys have to change your mentality as you go into the regular season without those like scrimmage games? Man, well, the biggest thing from what I understand as a, you know, being younger and the more time I was playing in the preseason is just the development part. I feel like that's a huge, um, you know, development period that the rookies are going to miss. You know, I was telling some of them today, like, man, it's kind of going to be untraditional this year because, you know, y'all missing a huge part of the game. And that was that. Really, it's that after you get drafted, it's that first acclimation period, you know, introducing them to the NFL. Then you got to go to the training camp and stuff like that. Like, they missed a lot of it. So it's like, y'all got to really understand that y'all work is going to come from practice. It's going to come from training camp. It's going to come from really locking in and understanding, understanding this family. Because y'all not going to have an acclimation period like the preseason where it's, you know, quote, unquote, you know, every the, the, the competition level is the same. And, you know what I mean? Going right into the fire, basically. You know, you're going to a league where you got a, a 12-year pro, all pro, who you might be going against and you got to be ready for them. Just simple as put. I mean, I, I first got in the league, I had to be prepared for Trent Williams, Jason Peters, and all these type of dudes all within the first four or five weeks of my season. I'm just looking at myself like, wow, that's going to be a long year. You know, I understood that. But you embrace it, you know, tell them simply, welcome to the party. We've got time for one more, guys. Let's go to Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Frank, I thank you, first of all, for joining us, man. And, uh, uh, you know, my question scares away from, from the football field, but obviously you, you know, it touched you, obviously, to pay for the funeral of, uh, of Legion of Telephero. And I want to know, like, what, what, what went into your thought process and, and how, how much more active will we see players like you inside the Kansas City community? Because this happened just six blocks from where I live here in Kansas City. So I want to know, you know, like, have you talked with other players and how, how would, would Patrick's uh, voter registration, will you all be instrumental 
in the third and fifth district here in Kansas City where, where voter registration and voter suppression will be taking place come November. Yes, man, that's crazy you mentioned that about voting. Actually, I'm going to get back to the other part, but that's crazy you mentioned that about voting because um, as far as Kansas City Chiefs are concerned, our um, staff has been very active in just, you know, um, helping us get registered if you're not registered voting in the state or um, whether you're an absentee voter um, and just explaining the language. Some guys don't understand the language of voting, you know, one, because they never really talked about it. They've never been comfortable talking about it to somebody, but um, it's so important. I feel like, and then just coming up with this, this, um, you know, this voting mark, it's just so important for, for, for the younger people who, you know, are able to vote, who never voted or, you know, probably look at it like, oh, it's not that serious or my vote don't count. I feel like it's very important for you to get out there and, and understand who you're voting for, you know, do some research and understand the candidates and everything, you know, because, you know, don't, don't do it by popular demand on what you read on Instagram and TV because, you know, sometimes that can affect the outcome of our country in the years to come. But um, on another on the other note with, you know, um, my young boy, man, it's, it's sad because you got, you know, growing up, myself growing up in the inner city community, man, I had plenty of nights where I had to, you know, duck some bullets, duck, you know, they shot my house up twice, two days back to back growing up in inner city Los Angeles. And um, they shot our house up twice back to back in one week. And um, I remember being a kid laying down on the couch and my auntie putting me on the carpet. And, um, you know, seeing bullets fly through my house, you know, then the next day doing, seeing it again and then watching my uncle get shot. And then, you know, fast forward and then, I, um, you know, the story comes out about Lee John and what's going on with that. It's like, come on, you know, somebody had to be there and I just had it on my mind. You know, I don't like credit for stuff like that because it just naturally me. But um, somebody had to do it. Somebody had to be there. Would I challenge other people to step up and do things like that? I don't know. You know, like I said, it's just me. You know, it's just whether they step up or not, I feel like I'm I'm always do things like that. It's just pure. I'm, I got a pure heart, you know, and when things like that happen and I don't see nothing taking, you know, nobody taking action or, you know, um, it's not really being talked about. You know, it touches me somewhere. That's really what happened. Frank, we appreciate you taking the time today. Hopefully we get to talk to you soon. I appreciate y'all. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes the Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There are more than 40 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Friday with another episode. Mm-hmm.